life has taught us skill. <coughs> the skill of how to care for the mind. <coughs> so let's actively, <coughs> in the first part of the sit tonight, let's actively draw on that skill in the most simple, straightforward way, care for the heart and mind. Care for it in a way that leads to a steady, easeful, <clears throat> balanced quality in the mind, in the heart. If you're forgetting what life has taught, then you can experiment with how the Buddha summarizes what life teaches us about caring for the mind. This is what we should be taught in kindergarten, in first grade, second grade. Paying attention to certain things agitates the mind and then the body. Paying attention to other objects in a particular way causes the mind to experience an inner happiness, ease, and balance. So training the mind to, for example, notice the experience of sitting, or more specifically the experience of breathing, to unify the mind in this knowing of the breath or the knowing of the body sensations, to cultivate non-distracted, relaxed, wholehearted attention, is the cause for this inner happiness. So let's experiment if this is in fact true for this mind at this time. Cultivating a continuity of attention doesn't require tension in the body or mind. doesn't require any kind of forcing. It's more about an interest and a making or continually making the choice to gather the attention with this experience and to let go of the inclination to know these other experiences that are also present.
So at this point, we're not intending to investigate the nature of the phenomena that the mind is knowing. We're simply gathering the attention. Not forgetting the object, not forgetting the sensations of the breath as the mind is aware of the breath coming in and then the breath going out. It's not about pushing other objects of experience away, but rather choosing to know the breath or whatever the anchor for the heart, for the mind is now.
Noticing the effect of this continuity of attention, the inner happiness, the inner ease and peace that arises when the mind is relatively free from distraction, continuous, relating without greed and aversion to the anchor, to the object of attention. Depending on how the mind is, you can continue with the samadhi practice. But at some point, perhaps now, we can begin a more open attention practice. So we're no longer going to be directing the attention. The eyes can be either open or lightly closed, either way. So we're noticing the natural ease of the heart, of the mind, but also noticing what arises to disturb the calm or ease of the mind, whatever that might be. And we're not afraid of these disturbances, instead practice being interested and whatever it is that arises to disturb the ease of the heart or even the ease of the body. Get interested in whatever that arising experience is like. The whole 
dynamic or mechanics of what arises and how it is that the mind, the heart, the body gets disturbed, gets tight. And then how the mind or how that tightness ceases at some point or doesn't cease. Again, recognizing the natural ease of the mind, resting there, trusting, and noticing what disturbs the natural ease. Noticing anything that arises that's hard for the heart to bear. And is it true, as the Buddha suggests, that turning toward what is hard to bear is peaceful? Running from what's hard to bear, turning, turning away from it, 
distressful. So we can just explore that, even in the most subtle ways. So again, we're resting in the natural ease of the mind, coming back, rediscovering the natural ease of the mind, trusting it, noticing what disturbs this natural ease of the mind, and see if it's peaceful to turn toward it, toward the disturbance, to open to it more completely whether it's stressful to turn away from it.
again from this place of ease, as much as this place can be recognized and trusted. From this place of ease, we're noticing what arises to disturb the ease of the heart. Then notice whether turning toward the disturbance is helpful or not. What is the consequence of opening to the disturbance, to the experience of something being difficult or hard to bear? What is the consequence of turning away from it? And then the last reflection you can experiment with from this place of ease again. It's a more simple, direct sense of what it is to be sensitive to touches and sounds and sights and thoughts. So we're just noticing that these different sense experiences are having an impact on the heart or mind. Literally making contact with the mind. So the question is, is this dukkha, is it stressful to be sensitive in these six ways, to sights and sounds and touches and thoughts, etc. Don't believe that it is or disbelieve that it is, but let's directly look and see what is it like to be constantly touched by sense experience. Noticing that this exposure, so to speak, to sense experience, it never ceases. There's always another wave or another round of the sensitive heart sensing the next sight or sound or touch, thought. And for the last couple of minutes, we'll experiment with uh, surrender to this sensitivity. 
surrendering to this experience of exposure, exposure to sense experience. So in a sense, we're willing to be exposed or undefended. Neither trying to know sense experience, but also not trying to not know. So another way to hold this practice now is to be accepting of this, of the sensitivity of the heart, but not taking it personally, not taking the contact personally. sense contact, it doesn't belong to anybody. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.